0: Hello everyone and welcome back to From the Front Row. With the new year, we are also welcoming some new podcasters to the team. Today, I'm joined by Adriana Kuchkowski, Lauren Lavin, Rasika Mukamala, Garrett Nodden, and Amy Wu, our newest members who you'll start to hear in our weekly episodes. I'm Anya Morozov, co-hosting with Eric Ramos, and if it's your first time with us, welcome. We're a student-run podcast that talks about major issues in public health and how they are relevant to anyone, both in and outside the field of public health. Welcome to the show, everybody. So to start out, can you each introduce yourselves, just kind of your program, your track, maybe your year in hometown, and we'll just start off with Adriana and go from there.
1: Hi, Like Anya said before, my name is Adriana, and I'm a first-year Master of Health Administration student. And I moved around a lot growing up, but I graduated high school in Marathon, Wisconsin.
2: I'm Lauren. I am a PhD student in Health Services and Policy. I grew up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and it's my first year here at the University of Iowa.
3: Hi, everyone. I'm Rasika Mukamala. I am from the Denver metro area. I'm from a suburb called Highlands Ranch. Um, I'm also a first-year MHA student, and I'm super excited to be here with all of you today.
4: Hi, I'm Garrett Non. I'm one of the undergrads, and I uh, just got into the College of Public Health, and I'm really excited to be here. I am from Mount Prospect, Illinois, one of the northwest suburbs, and I'm currently a junior going into my second semester.
5: Hey guys, I'm Amy Wu, and I'm a first-year master's student in biostatistics at the College of Public Health, and I'm originally from Central Iowa.
6: Well, welcome to the show, everybody. To start, can each of you tell me something that you've learned about yourself and public health since the beginning of your time here in the University of Iowa?
1: The main thing I've learned is there's really not that much time, especially if you're only in a two-year program. By now, I'm about a quarter of the way done, and we start school this upcoming Tuesday. So really have good time management skills and, and try as many things as you can possibly fit in because the time is really short and you'll really regret if you don't do a lot of stuff.
6: I will concur with that. I cannot believe I graduate in like four months. Like the two years has flown. So definitely relatable across the board. Rasika, do you want to go next?
3: Sure. I think something that I've learned is just to believe in myself. I think I thought that grad school was going to be impossible compared to undergrad, but we've already made it through four years of whatever we did undergrad in. So just that to believe in yourself and to know that there are opportunities and that you can do it.
4: I'll bring the undergrad perspective. I um, actually, so coming from a different majors switching over i didn't really know exactly what i wanted to do but i kind of fell in love with public health after taking the first fundamentals of public health with oh i forget the teacher but she was great Uh (laughs) um i uh and it made me realize i can i still have so much like potential and possibility here there's never too late to switch even if you think it is i switched like Halfway through my, my sophomore year, like second semester or so. Uh, and I'm still going to graduate on time. So no, never be afraid to switch, even if it seems scary.
6: I switched like four times. So definitely don't be afraid to switch. <laughs> Amy, you want to go next?
5: Yeah, sure. What I've learned so far is that even though my field of biostatistics is typically related to data and data analysis, it's really important for us to be sociologically informed because public health is like more of a social issue than ever before. So I'm, I've been really excited to learn more about that aspect of public health.
6: Yeah, definitely. Lauren?
2: Everyone's talking about how fast their time goes, and I've still got four and a half years left. Yeah. <laughs> but I think one of the things that I've loved since coming here is how diverse public health is, not only within the College of Public Health, but also everyone's background. There are people who have been working in the industry for years. There are people like me who is in like psychology, and then I owned a bakery, and now I'm doing a PhD in public health, or there's people who have been doing that since undergrad. And so I think that something that I love about that is just that there's a lot of diverse backgrounds. And I think that's really important for communicating public health messages to a broader audience.
6: Hey, I'm not going to let that go. You owned a bakery?
2: I did. That's what I did for two years prior to this. Where at? Um, In Sioux Falls.
6: Okay. What did you make? Like, would you make a little bit of everything? or Did you specialize in one thing?
2: Um, it was, it was everything, but like I started doing wedding cakes, like that was like wedding cakes and like other special occasion cakes. So, do you still bake? I do just for fun, but also the price of eggs and butter, you guys, makes me <laughs> not regret switching. And like the Costco <laughs> here is out and they've been out for like an entire week. So, I don't even know where to buy stuff.
6: Yeah, okay. I made rolls the other day and I went to go buy eggs and I was like, I'm only
4: making half as many as I thought I was going to. Yeah, <laughs> yep. so you're making us a cake later. <laughs>
2: We should have, we should have a celebration cake.
4: I think, yeah. I yeah. Think.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: A celebration
6: so, for inflation.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, if you ever want to come to a grad ambassador meeting and bring cake, that's always welcome. And that's extended to anyone, by the way. No, it is. <laughs> so... Yeah, Lauren, you did mention kind of the diversity in the College of Public Health, and I think there's a lot of diversity even in this group here. Um, but one common thread that kind of brings us all together is doing the podcast. So, can you each tell me a little bit about like what made you interested in joining from the front row?
1: Yeah. I just thought it'd be a really cool way to like look up different health topics especially from different lenses as we're all coming from different backgrounds and we're interviewing people from like different like perspectives. I thought it'd be a really cool way to learn about like relevant public health topics from I guess different people.
3: I think part of public health and public health education is being able to inform the public in a concise and clear manner. And a lot of the podcasts that I listen to aren't necessarily public health related. They're more just general podcasts. And so I thought that this would be a great way for me to learn how to explain different concepts, even if I'm not familiar with them, to the general public and get to meet a lot of new guests and get out of my comfort zone a little bit.
4: Uh, I actually met Anya during our fun little summer internship with Johnson County Health Department doing driving around. That was the, yeah, that was basically the, uh, the internship, but it was a great time. And we talked about the, uh, podcast and I've always kind of been into podcasting and the idea of running or helping run a podcast. I actually have a funny little setup to have my audio be better. (laughs) And I just put pillows all around me so it like the sound doesn't bounce around a bunch but yeah I love podcasts I love running audio equipment I love kind of and then I also love information about public health so I think that this was a perfect thing for me because it's just a way for me to get engaged and also meet new people and meet uh people within the the, like the college of public health so as an undergrad it's going to be perfect for me to make my connections and hopefully you know advance myself further as as we move along
2: I listen to podcasts all the time. So this is kind of like selfishly, like I like to be on, I want to kind of be on the other end of it. And I've been listening to this podcast for a while. Plus, I don't know, I like to talk. I like to meet other people. And I think this is kind of a fun way to do all of those things. And yeah, that's about it.
5: Yeah, kind of similar to Garrett and Lauren. I am a pretty big like podcast fan. And I, I particularly enjoy like news podcasts, like the daily or Listen American Life, NPR, et cetera. And I think it'd be cool to be on a podcast that gets to talk about relevant public health issues that, you know, interest us, but as Rasika said, might also interest people outside of the College of Public Health, because it's relevant to all of us.
6: I noticed that a lot of you have said that you're already really into podcasts, love listening to podcasts. I want you to know, like, what are each of yours favorite podcasts or some that you listen to often?
1: I'm personally interested or into Lingthusiasm, which is like a linguistic podcast. I totally recommend it. And I think it's a lot of fun.
2: I love Freakonomics MD. And so that's like a health econ one. I highly recommend it if you're interested in public health topics or health research. And then, oh, Maintenance Phase is a really good one. Also kind of like a health trend one. Those are like two that I really like. So I don't really listen to podcasts that are about healthcare
3: like directly because I prefer to learn about those in different ways. But my favorite podcast is just a quick pinch. It's for women in healthcare. The person that runs it is a farm D by background, but she's actually in dental school. So she and her boyfriend, they have different topics. So it's a great way to start my Tuesday morning
4: guys are gonna make me look bad i don't listen to anything healthcare related i just listen to funny podcasts because i just, <laughs> like laugh in the car no there's like three that i listen to they're all run by like just dudes like there's like guys who talk i uh distractible if you know markiplier he he, he runs that with two of his friends he's very funny chuckle sandwich uh another just like three dude podcasts also really funny uh, improv kind of thing, and then your biscuits, which is just two friends that have been friends since like they were three and now they're 40, and they just talk, talk about life. But yeah, I don't really, I like to relax. I don't, I'll, I'll learn my, my stuff during lectures, but uh, <laughs> I'll keep it, I'll keep it pretty relaxed when I'm just driving around.
5: Yeah. I mean, I mentioned some of them that are by like New York Times or NPR, those are good ones. I also recently got into stuff you should know which is also educational. And they recently did one about Enron. And I'm like, know nothing about economics or anything like that. But it was interesting and like very layman friendly. So
6: yeah, I'm with Garrett. Mine are not healthcare related. <laughs> <laughs> I like just like different type of podcasts. I listen to Crime Junkies. And I listen to a lot. That's a very popular one. Two Hot Takes is also really good because I've ever listened to that one. They just read like Reddit streams and decide like, if like who's in the right who's in the wrong it's pretty interesting i'm also really i've gotten into a lot of like different like it's literally like soap operas but in podcast form those have been really cool to listen to there was one called the princess of south beach which i listened to in spanish I and mean, it was literally just like a telenovela but on podcast um it was so interesting but there's definitely so much out there so i'm definitely in geared corner with i don't do healthcare related i kind of listen to other things but Props to everybody for continually <laughs> growing yourself.
0: Yeah. Lauren, it's kind of interesting. I don't listen to Freakonomics MD, but I listen to like Freakonomics just because like they talk about just the randomest stuff and then tie it to economics somehow. Yeah. Um, you and, should try um, Freakonomics MD. I bet you'd like it. I bet I would too. And then the other one I do is Hidden Brain. It's just like about different kind of psychology topics. And I listen to that one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good.
4: One. Do you guys do audiobooks or no? Because I have an audiobook called Poison Squad. That one kind of got me into like microbiome, actually, which would eventually led me to public health. So kind of part of the reason I'm here but it's about the formation of the FDA and like this one guy's crusade to like during like you know like when the like early 20s I think when there was no regulation on anything food related so like the Chicago meatpacking industry was just horrible and he was just going around and like basically exposing all these people and it just like it's his story about how like they were just put they were putting like lithium in 7-Up just (laughs) because and I think it was really cool. So That's a highly recommend. What movie. was it called again? Poison Squad. Okay. Uh, I think it's by Deborah Bloom. I don't remember. She has two books that I've read and they're really good. And I don't read books. I listen to them.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we also kind of wanted to have a fun like get to know you question. That's also kind of weird courtesy of Eric. So thank you. <laughs> um, so our next question is if I gave you two crayons and told you to draw a picture. What colors would you choose and what would you draw?
1: I would choose gray and lime green and I would draw a picture of my cat, but like do it like Blue's Clues style because I think that's a really cute style and we should bring it back.
6: I love Blue's Clues. Blue's Clues actually taught me English, in fact. Yeah, because my grandma raised me, so I grew up speaking Spanish, but she would put on Blue's Clues and that's how I learned English.
1: Same here, Eric. But I think I learned a lot of English from Dragon Tales and... There was this one, oh my God, it was like chasers and they were like doing math or whatever. And there was like this little robot, like bird thing. I don't remember the name, but it, it was Cyber like, Chase. It was Cyber Chase. I learned a lot <laughs> of English watching Cyber Chase. And to this day, if I, if I ever need a refresher, put, uh, put it in the background.
4: What about Backyardigans? Were you guys too old for that?
6: Oh, yeah, I know with Tyrone and like, yeah. That, I
4: that was my jam. I loved a good Backyardigans during the summer. Oh my God.
6: Classic. She got colors?
3: Um, I would say probably yellow and green. I am not an artist. I'm probably the worst artist you will ever meet. Fun fact, I got called out in our healthcare IT class because my self-portrait looked like Ben Franklin. So <laughs> the only thing I know how to draw is like green grass and a yellow daisy because that's what I learned how to draw as a child. But yeah, so that's what I would draw. And those are the colors I would use because that's all I know how to use.
4: Okay. you it? I think so. All right. I'm big in, I was big into dragons, but I don't. So I like a purple blue, maybe. That'd be a cool dragon. I mean, Anya's got the cool pictures behind her right now. So I think she's, (laughs) her answer is going to be even more interesting. But I think, yeah, blue and purple, and I draw a dragon.
6: Amy?
5: Uh, I would choose like a bright red and a light green. And kind of uh, similar to Rasika, I would draw like a field of poppies, like a field of flowers.
2: Okay. Lauren? I think I would do like green and pink and do this like rose that I would put on like literally every piece of paper in like middle school, (laughs) like right by my name, which is so so dorky, but what most of is isn't. So I think I'd go back to that. Okay. Yeah.
0: My answer is going to be less impressive than you think, Garrett. I would choose brown and black, and I would draw this picture of a cat that I always used to draw when I was little because I actually am not very artistic. I'm trying to learn. I have like a book that's kind of trying to teach me how to use acrylics, but it is a work in progress that I wouldn't really say I'm great at it yet, but we're working on it.
6: Okay. I would choose, I don't we're indecisive with this question. Yeah, I'm the one that made it and I'm indecisive. Um, <laughs> I actually didn't make it. This is actually a question I got asked for one of my fellowship interviews. And I was like, what? But I would say, this is not what I said in my interview, but I would say black and gray and I would draw a donkey because that's what I always draw in class when I'm bored. And I just need something to sketch because I on some, I watched some video back in high school that taught you how to draw a donkey really easily. So that's what I draw all the time.
4: Does anybody have, like, a goat, like a, I have, like, one sketch that I did that I was really proud of, so I, like, it and it stuck out, I just drew a hawk, and it was so nice, and I loved it, but does anybody else have, like, something that stood out artistically?
1: I know in middle school, they taught us how to draw, like, a horse, but, like, you start from the bottom, you turn your paper upside down, so you start from, like, the hooves, and then you go all the way down to, like, the face, and, like, I'm not a really good artist, but that's the only thing I've ever been able to draw that looks, like, somewhat like what it's supposed to be.
3: Okay. When I was in the second grade, I learned how to draw a flower from Georgia O'Keeffe. And it's like the big circle. I don't know why I'm drawing it, but it's a circle and then like all of it around it. And so sometimes when I'm bored, that's what you'll see on my paper because it's just shapes. And even I can't mess up the shapes.
2: I'm kind of artsy in general. I mean, people on the thing can't see it, but I just like finishes like painting for behind my couch. And it's like kind of abstract. It's just blue with like lots of squiggles. And I did like little flowers around it. So I actually really like painting. And oh. when I was little, my mom used to sign me up for these Bob Ross painting classes. And it'd be me and like 70 year olds and like the back of Hobby <laughs> Lobby. And I have so many like old Bob Ross paintings in my parents' basement. So that's how I got started painting.
5: Let's that's it. awesome i i also i really like landscape painting and i mostly do gouache um and actually i have tried kind of like limiting myself to two colors or like three colors so when i first saw this question i was like oh this is kind of like a this is a good artistic question it's like teaches you how to be very like economical with your color choices and stuff
0: <laughs> so. okay so what i'm hearing is we're gonna have a podcast like Art retreat slash cake eating
4: time (laughs) at some point. If we can like nature, I think we just go to like Hubbard Park or something and just be out in the field. I wouldn't complain.
6: (laughs) And our last question, I think, is so: what's something you're looking forward to this year or semester?
1: I'm going to visit one of my best friends in Boston, who I literally just saw her last week, but I miss her endlessly and we're going to go go around Boston, do whatever you do in Boston, because I've never been, and meet her cat, because I really want to see her and little Marie.
2: My favorite cookie place is in Boston. It's called Leven, and you must go. They have the best chocolate chip cookies in the world. I've been. I. And I, I I did undergrad
5: in Boston, and I think the LeVan Bakery is like kind of new, but it's it, it the is. one on Newbury, Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very good.
2: It like originated in New York. I'm pretty sure they just opened one in Chicago, and I've yet to go to Chicago, even though we're like three hours away, and I just need to go for the cookies. I had the one
3: oh, in yeah. Washington, D.C., and it was amazing. Yep. I'm looking forward to my summer internship. I recently accepted a position at UC Health, which was my dream internship in my hometown. So I'm really looking forward to my classes this semester and learning as much as I can so that I can make the best out of my internship this summer.
4: I think, so for me, a lot of it, I'm going to be, I'm in the busy part of undergrad. So like, this is kind of most of what I'm looking forward to because it's like the fun thing that I'm doing that is also beneficial for me, like my future. But I got accepted to a lab. I kind of just kind of like pushed myself into this microbiology lab that actually works on antibiotic resistance microbes, which is super cool. But I mean, I'm going to be working for minimum wage and I'm just going to be like cleaning Petri dishes, running autoclaves, which is like whatever, but I'll get cool experience out of it. I got a lot of fun public health classes of four. (laughs) So that's going to be fun. But yeah, I'm excited for this mostly though, because I love helping run this podcast so far. It's been a great time.
2: I am excited, I don't know, for some like travel plans, I suppose. Theoretically, we're going to London for spring break, which I'm pretty excited about. And then Hawaii after I finish prelims in June. And like I said, I want to get to Chicago and I don't know. So that kind of stuff, of course, maybe some of my classes. I don't know. I honestly, we'll see once the next week gets started. But yeah, and spring, like spring in Iowa City seems like it's going to be a lovely thing.
6: When are you going to London?
2: I I think the flight is like the Thursday before spring break officially starts.
6: That's so funny because I literally, I'm going to, I'm low-key going to tell myself here, but I've been multitasking. I literally have Google Flights open for flights to London right now for spring break.
2: <laughs> yeah. There's a really <laughs> cheap one out of ORD on Thursday.
6: From Cedar Rapids to London, I think from like Wednesday to Wednesday, I think, is like 6 50 I think. It's not that?
5: bad. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting involved in the Iowa City community more and more. I am trying to get more involved at Public Space One, which is like the artist community here in town. And then um, also just like the Biostats department or anything else going on in the city.
2: What is everyone's favorite things to do in the city? Because I'm also like, that's one of my goals for this semester is like, do things outside of school, you know? To like meet more people outside of, I don't know, school stuff.
4: Did anybody else go to undergrad here? Anya, did you go to undergrad here or no? Nope, okay. I was
2: in Nebraska. Uh,
4: then I have the, do I have the most years in Iowa City? With three or is does... okay, all right. Well, um, I mean, from an undergrad perspective, all the bars are great but like non bar related things i love the uh, i'll run the trails a bunch the back there that's a fun like exercise type thing but uh, i mean like all the facilities are great i love being able to like study pretty much anywhere and it's really pretty like our building west library overlooks that pond that's a great place to study but yeah i there's i think you just got to like get in and explore it yourself because you just never know what you're going to find because there's just some, so I love Iowa City. I want to live there, to be honest, but I mean maybe not, but also, I don't know. I love Iowa City a lot.
3: I'm an inside person. So me and my friends on Tuesday nights, we go to the Iowa Athletic Club and we play bingo. And then recently we've started doing trivia. There's a lot of places in Iowa City that do trivia. So like St. Birch Tavern shows but it's pretty fun and it's inside so when it's cold out it's really fun and it's a great way to kind of like be in the scene without like I'm not a meeting new people I don't like meeting strangers so it's a perfect match for me
6: I stay at home and read and watch tv so I'm not the greatest person to ask <laughs>
4: I mean, if you're into movies, there's the the film scene, all those film scenes and I like artsy movies. I'm a big Wes Anderson guy. So I saw French Dispatch at the film scene over in downtown. And that was that was fantastic. I got the early access to I'm I'm a big Wes Anderson guy. So yeah. If you're an artsy indie kinda like cool films and they're cheap. It was like five bucks. It was lovely. I love that place.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of really nice parks around. I think like Hickory Hill is really nice. Uh, There's a Devonian Fossil Gorge, and it's just like a, I don't know, like hour long excursion maybe, but that's a cool place to visit at least once. And then Lake McBride has a lot of cool stuff you can do. And they have a little raptor center and it's free to go. And you can see eagles and hawks and owls that are in recovery, so. But yeah, it's been great to learn more about everybody. And thank you all for coming on the show today. And that's it for our episode this week. Big thanks to Adriana Kaczkowski, Lauren Labin, Rasika Mukamala, Garrett Nodden, and Amy Wu for joining the podcast team. This episode was hosted and written by Eric Ramos and Anya Morozov and edited and produced by Anya Morozov. You can learn more about the University of Iowa College of Public Health on Facebook. Our podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support the podcast, please share it with your colleagues, friends, or anyone interested in public health. Have a suggestion for our team? You can reach us at cph-gradambassador at uiowa.edu. This episode was brought to you by the University of Iowa College of Public Health. Until next week, stay healthy, stay curious, and take care.